Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Connoisseur podcast. It's uh, Matt here again, as always, and I am joined uh, this week by uh, two special guests that we've had on before, Ty and Brett from ComeuppanceReviews.net. So thank you guys again for being on with us. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, anytime. Yeah, I was thinking. I was saying how I, I, I it's, it's kind of cool that like you know, my last episode I had um, Will from Exploding Helicopter on, who you know covers like the exploding helicopter kind of in all of the <laughs> yes. story and films, and, and awesome you guys guy. got. You're right, exactly. He's fantastic. And you guys, um, with especially with your podcast, but also in your blog, you guys cover like a, a lot of like other like kind of smaller things that come up, you know, like movies that have American in the title or streets <laughs> or, you know, all the great names that we get with our characters. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. And I was thinking like because I was telling him like, you know, part of what makes his work so well is that it's, it's almost like, as you guys always say, we do this with love, you know, that we're not just, uh, you know, bashing these movies. Right. But we do it with love. And um, we care. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking it almost goes a little bit deeper than that, that it's like, um, you know, that, that old adage that if you're in a family, you can make fun of people within your family. But then when somebody from outside the family makes fun, it's like, oh, no, no, that doesn't work. Right. We all kind of gang up. But <laughs> I, I think that's kind of how it works. Yeah, not it's allowed. Fun. No, no, that's a good point. If I can just quickly interject, that's what I was, what I always say with uh, my friends. We're talking about music and we talk about how ugly the Ramones are and how ugly the guys in Kiss are. We can only say that because we love the Ramones and we love Kiss. And so, yeah, we make fun of them because physically they're not very attractive, but we love their music and we do it like out of love in a family sort of way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think the same thing with with the kind of movies like, you know, this is going to be a big episode for us doing a PM Entertainment flicks and, and going over that. And I think part of the reason why I, I was happy to have you guys on to do this episode was that, you know, you guys are not just like, oh, we do big budget action and we're going to make fun of <laughs> PM Entertainment stuff. No, right. you guys no. – this no is the way, stuff that you guys man. seek out as well, and, and you love this kind of stuff. And uh, If anything, it's the opposite. We love PM, and we make fun of big budget. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't like that CGI, uh, you know, yeah. Marvel type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think that that's why it works. I think it's why your your podcast works so well, which I, I love. Uh, your most recent one on uh, They Could Have Been Contenders, um, oh, I oh. think. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what's so funny about that one is it's like, like – as you're going through the names of people that, that you had on there, like Butterbean was a really great name. That I had <laughs> it's like Butterbean. What, what makes it so funny is you think about the names that actually did get direct-to-video action roles, you know, that like you're like, these names aren't that 
far-fetched that they would have been in the, in the directed video movie. Well, that's, that's what kind of inspired the episode, you know, because they're you're right. Who did get it, it, when you compare it against the people who didn't get it, there's not a huge differential there. Right, exactly. I know, we, we always want Fabio or Butterbean or, or the silly one like Ann Landers, right. you know? It's like, <laughs> But I really think Fabio and Butterbean, if I really had to seriously pick two, those would probably be the two. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Fabio came up because I, I, I thought of like, you know, like Acapulco Heat, right? Where he yeah, was right. Like, was like he plays Claudio. Ball. He, he plays, plays Claudio. Claudio. <laughs> right, exactly. He, he, I, I don't think, I think he got kidnapped one time and that was like the extent <laughs> of like his, beyond just him showing up for a few minutes in an episode. Oh yeah, I've seen his, the full series. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Of course I have. But yeah. yeah, he doesn't do much. He just sits in a, you know, in a lawn chair and says, I'm Claudio. You know, <laughs> but really he should be, you know, mowing people down with a machine gun while his hair blows in the breeze. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like how, you know, when you think of the people that we, you know, you put in these, I mean, I mean, if you can have Malibu from, yeah. uh, yes. from you know, like yeah. how could you not have Fabio um, or uh, Evan Lurie, right? I mean, Fabio is, is like, like, I don't know if you say big budget Evan Lurie, but he's like, you know, he's like, <laughs> you know or, or but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, and Evan Lurie might be, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So I say Evan Lurie might be uh, coming up later when we get into PM a little bit more. You, you might know what we're talking about. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, uh, thinking about like Joe Lara, another one who probably we might be bringing up in a little bit. Um, he's another one like you look at him and he's like he just looks like a male model when he I mean, yes, he can yes. fight. You know, he has martial arts skills, but it's like he just looks like a male model. Why would Fabio, who was a male model. <laughs> I know. I know. I just it's inexplicable. I mean, maybe they thought there were other guys in that space and they didn't want to overload it, but that doesn't seem likely because everyone was trying to get into that video market back then. So yeah, I, I really have no explanation. And so that's, that's why he was at the top of our list. I think. Yeah. At Butterbean, I never even considered. I, I never <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked by that. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, how perfect would Butterbean have been in these like PM entertainment films where it was like, oh, you, know, so you could just see like some henchman guy punching him in the stomach and like, it has no effect. And right. then, like, the guy <laughs> kind of like looks up, you know, kind of like that, that shocked face. Like, 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 oh. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I definitely see Butterbean as a bad guy. Or like a kingpin type, mm-hmm. but um, but on the other hand, you know he could maybe be like a Bo Deedle esque cop on the edge. I don't know, you know. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of ways. He's like an ill fitting suit, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, when he has to go before like the police board, he has to yeah. s- somehow get into a, a three piece suit. Yeah, right. maybe, like, it doesn't look too good, but it's funny. Yeah, the pratfall of him like breaking a chair when he sits down, right? Like they See, now we're getting into uh, barbarian brothers type territory. You know? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, again, you're talking about two other ones that, that like, I mean, I guess bar- barbarian brothers were more bodybuilder types, which was kind of a bigger thing than Butterbee, which is kind of like he's this big guy that you know. So maybe you could see that they were a little more photogenic, but. Um, yeah, but um, now, now before we get into the movie, I wanted to see what have you guys been watching lately? Anything good that's we come up recently? We just watched yesterday Fast Gun with uh, Rick Hill. <laughs> oh yes, you ever see that one? No, I haven't, but Rick Hill definitely. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised you haven't seen it because it there it's kind of rare. Like there's not too many VHS tapes out there in the marketplace. Uh, I think Ty had to get it on eBay. At the end, yeah. eBay and a screener copy. No, and less. it's a screener. Yeah. Wow. But on VHS. Uh, VHS, yeah. Only on VHS. If you've seen other Serio Santiago movies, which I know you have, and I'm sure whoever's listening to this has, it kind of follows the formula of like the Devastator or Final Mission or Silk. 
it's it's definitely in that vein. It's almost like Serio's tribute to the Western. Like even though it takes place in the modern day, it, it's kind of like his love letter, you might say, to the Westerns he probably grew up watching when he was a kid in the Philippines. Um, except their firepower is much uh, inflated. Like instead of a guy having a six shooter, like the main hero has a machine gun, and the bad guys have rocket launchers. Wow, that sounds amazing. It's a I, great movie. Yeah, I would have to try to track that one down because, I mean, yeah, Rick Hill and, and Serio A. Santiago just sounds like a, a – that's always a great pair. I think they, they've done a few other ones together. I think um, – Devastator. Devastator. That's right. Devastator, Devastator yeah. that was a good one, yeah. And I think he was in Dune Warriors as well, which we're going to be watching soon. Yeah, it's in our pile. Oh, you guys haven't seen Doom Warriors yet? I, Not I, yet, I but it's in our pile. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because that's the one that um kind of one of the ones that kind of got me into DTV. It's one that um I had a friend that I met in French class in high school where our last names were, were both started with P, so we sat next to each other. And uh, I was having him over for a sleepover, and I knew he was a big sci-fi fan. So I'm at the video store, and I'm like, oh, Dune, you know, that's a sci-fi <laughs> franchise. He'd love that. And he's like, no, that's Dune Warriors. That's not. The... And so we watched it, and it's kind of one of those ones that, like, you know, nowadays if it was streaming, you wouldn't watch it because, you you know, the, the friend would be there for the sleepover, and you'd see Dune War- Oh, no, that's not really Dune. Okay, next next thing. But I watched it, and I was just, we were just, like, laughing. Like, you know, because, I mean, I'm, the, they use a lot of new – if I remember right, because I reviewed it for the blog a little bit, like, about 10 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I haven't seen it in about ten years, but I think if I remember right, they use a lot of pneumatic catapult in that. That like people are just being shot all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll keep all this in mind when we watch the movie. Yeah, watch it yeah. Real soon. yeah it was a good one. Uh, yeah, you know, for me, um, beyond seeing these PM Entertainment movies that I've been watching to kind of get, you know, kind of go back to to revisit some of my old favorites, um, I saw Samurai Cop Two um, uh. recently, <laughs> and I gotta say, I wasn't sure what to think of it. I don't. Have you guys seen that one yet? No, just the first uh, one. no I've. Kind of been yeah. avoiding it because I, I don't know. It's a little I, gimmicky. It is. It is. It's like you're, when I'm watching it, it's like I, I'm watching. I'm like this. I feel like this movie was made for us, for our kind of movie watcher. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little over the top, and it's made by the same people who made the first one. But um, you know, I'm like watching it. I'm like, you know, like the fight scenes were kind of way too goofy. Like it was almost like you know, like green screen stuff, and you can't see people fighting each other and stuff like that. But then it's like, you know, Matt Hannon, who is now Matt Parides, I guess he's going by his real last name. You know, huh. like he's on a on a plane ordering kombucha, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and uh, you know, like Mel Novak shows up, and you're just like, they're only <laughs> okay. putting Mel Novak in this movie for us. And so I get like, you know, it's a I, I watched the first one again just to try to get a better sense of it. You know, I think I'm probably going to watch the second one again, but hmm. it's it's really weird. Like you feel like you should like it, but there's something off about it. And I think maybe you're right. Maybe it's too gimmicky. And that might be what the problem was. Well, it's I think the first one, well, I was to say, well, the first one is like lightning in a bottle. You can't recreate that magic of that type of movie. We're always talking about like Get Even or Night of the Kick Fighters or um uh, dance or die too. yeah american kickboxer do movies like that where it's like it captures this magic I, the thing is you can't intentionally capture the magic yeah. i don't think i think you can't right. make a cult film yeah yeah that's what our buddy always used to say you can't intentionally try well you can try but you can't intentionally make a cult film a cult has to develop naturally around the movie and i think the fact that they have tommy Wiseau is kind of a a, a wink wink to the audience 
Yeah, that felt like it too. And you know, the other thing too is they use a lot of green screen in this. And I think, you know, when you watch the when I was watching Samurai Cop recently, just to kind of see it because I hadn't seen it in a while. One of the things that was great was that they were using real sets, you know. And so it's like, you know, it's like, you know, with like the whole thing like where the guys in the burn unit who was, uh, you know, they originally kill and chop off his head or you know, Zadar chops right, off his head or whatever. That, yeah. But like when you see them, he's the the the, the next door says the you know has a dentist name so it's like you know like <laughs> place and it's like and it's like they're using the same lobby for the hospital that they're using for the um for the police station and so like things like that that when you when, you know those kinds of like low budget things that when you try to green screen it and just have like a green screen background that's supposed to make it look more realistic i think it's not as much fun as it's like you know like these pm entertainment movies we're going to watch where it's like a, you, know, you can tell it's an office park that they're using for the police station or something like that there's something more fun about that i think than green screening uh um, or computer generating a, a police station for the establishing shot Oh, you got, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you, you're definitely preaching to the choir on that one. We're always talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that maybe, you know, talking it through with you guys here, I'm kind of getting a sense of why it, you know, I'm going to watch it again just because I feel like I need to give it that. I mean, again, if they're going to put Mel Novak in a movie for my benefit, I feel like I deserve the second. <laughs> you owe them something. Yeah. Exactly. But you, yeah, I know you love Melvin Novak, right? right exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think who else was in it like that. I mean, Isn't Melissa Laying in it. Biling is in it, yeah. And so, right, like Biling, it's like she's just kind of over the top the whole time, just kind of screaming and stuff. And it's like, you know, when I think of bad Biling, I think of like, um, there's movie Dark Breed, I think it was called that she. Oh did, yeah, Dark Breed. Yeah, Adrian <laughs> Paul and Bokeem Woodbine, like, you know, like that's kind of the Biling that I need. I don't need her to be so crazy <laughs> that she's like, you know, all over the place. Like, you know, just a little crazy Biling works for what me. Was that like, one Code Hunter had Adrian? Uh, yes. <laughs> with, uh, yeah. The Highland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Pazdar? Was it Pazdar? No, not Pazdar. Uh, uh-huh. Adrian Paul. Oh, Paul. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. Code Hunter. Coolio. Yeah. With Coolio, yes. And I don't know if that one, I, it seems like a lot of Adrian Paul directed video ones are movies that were failed pilots for <laughs> yeah. like um, syndicated TV shows. That they <laughs> just, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, so. We all love the Highlander. Right. So, well, I've yep. seen the complete series, but. Me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was when syndicated TV was at its height, where you just, Absolutely. you know. You could watch that kind of stuff. I would. They, 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 seasons. Yeah, I think they, they invented the city Seacouver, which is where he lived until he moved to Paris. And so it's like he's, he was like a, like right. a, a professor. He was like what he was like an antique he's like dealer, an antique right? dealer, and then, right, yeah. with a ponytail. And yeah, so yeah, of course. Well, I mean, but that's you know a lot of action stars ended up in these uh, syndicated shows, like Fred Dreyer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Land's End. You ever, yeah. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, yeah. You know, obviously Lamas in, in Renegade. Oh, yeah. That show of all time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I, I know you own it on DVD and have seen every episode. I've seen every 100-plus episodes in all 100-plus all episodes. Yeah, what what a great show that was. I mean, I think the earlier seasons were a little bit better. Like, yes, I, the, I agree. The best is like – because what happens, I think Kathleen Kinmont was married to Lorenzo Lamas, right? And then they split. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then she's she gets, gone. Right, she got rid of the show, I guess. And so, I mean, Branscom Richmond was always there. And uh, I always think it's funny to see him in stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, there's Bobby Six Killer. There's my, Bobby Six Killer, yeah. Right? When I used to watch the show with my dad, he always called it, Bo- he called him Bobby Six Pack. And so, he was, <laughs> oh, there's Bobby Six Pack again. So. But really, that's like, Renegade was like a syndicated show of an action movie that you'd get at the video store, you know, except it came into your home. Right, For an right. An hour think, a day. 
Yeah, what was it? I think the way it was packaged for me, I think initially was it was on a Friday nights. So it was syndicated with um, Street Justice with Brian Genesee and um, What a Life. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> like, Street the Street Justice. That's another show you've seen, Ty, right? I just watched that last year, and I finally got around to it. Yeah, it was two yeah. seasons of uh, Brian Jennings and Carl Weathers beating people <laughs> Weathers. up. Yeah, there's <laughs> a punch fighting episode too. Yeah, what was his yeah. his Carl Weathers his, his character's name was like Boudreaux or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Boudreaux. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a good memory about. It, <laughs> well, because I remember because we used to call each other that after we were watching the show, like we would just call each other Boudreaux, like as a kind of like a, <laughs> like it's like a you know, pejorative thing, like yeah, get out of here, Boudreaux, or yeah, yeah, great job, Boudreaux, you know, it's like. Yeah, you really get mad at Boudreaux because he gets a little bit too hot under the collar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Fortune Dane. Fortune Dane or Action Jackson or Hurricane, Hurricane Smith. Smith. <laughs> It's usually his name. Carl Carl Weathers was usually in the movie where his name was the title of right. the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of funny when I watched um, well, I think it was Coffee, uh, Coffee Brown, or I don't remember. I think it was Coffee with um, um Pam Greer where he plays the villain, and I was like, how do I, I? I can't make sense of Carl Weathers as a villain because he was just always like the hero and like the guy that was like easy to root for and he would just kind of yeah. show up and beat people up and shoot things and you know escape and you know kind of like not quite like Danny Gloverish he was like his own thing but you know that was that was that character that he always did and so seeing him as a bad guy was always tough well, well I forget dude. when Carl Weller's jumped over that car action Jackson <laughs> once you jump over a car there's no going back from that you gave us that uh, link to the picture of Lamas jumping over the car in bad blood <laughs> Yes, that was a great one. We talk yeah. about that jump almost every day. Yeah, I know. We mentioned it yesterday. We always talk about it. that. That is one of the best car jumps, I think, ever. And that's not an exaggeration. Because it's like, he goes, he's almost like a standing still kind of just like, and he kind of flips too when he does it. Yeah, he flips. <laughs> it's like even the most highly trained athlete on earth doesn't have like an eight foot vertical leap. I mean. <laughs> only Lamas. Only Travis Blackstone. Yeah. Only Travis Blackstone can do that. Oh, what a great name. I know. He basically <laughs> took off from a standing position. Exactly. It's like he had... he's a boing. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he had springs in it. Or like, like, like a Mario, right? They had that little spring thing that he would oh, jump on. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Blackstone has one of those. Right. Yeah, exactly. It carries around. Well, yeah. So, oh, so we're get started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blackstone all day. I know. We could. We could. I know. Lamas is probably one that it would be. He he would be an interesting episode to do. Would be a, a Lamas kind of talking oh, about yeah, his career. Sure. Maybe we'll have to do that. Well, if you do that, you know, invite us back, and if we do it, we'll invite you. Yeah, because yeah. I I think he's one that like for people that are out there that are listening to this, I think he's kind of like I think it would be intriguing for them more than like you know like if you do a Dolph one or like his PM Entertainment one, I think it's going to be one where it's like people are like, oh, I can't wait to hear what they think about PM. I love PM. You know that kind of thing whereas Lamas is going to be like what are they going to say about Lorenzo Lamas like what is this going to be well it's interesting you should mention that because yesterday Ty and I went to Salvation Army uh-huh. in uh, Hamden Connecticut and we found a very oh, interesting Lamas yes. movie I will say um, 13 dead men have you heard of that the rapper it's called 13 Dead Men. It has Lorenzo Lamas and Mystical and uh, a look the cover art looks a lot like Half Past Dead yeah. That sounds familiar. Did you see um, that one? That's, I wonder if I've reviewed that one. I it's think funny. you did. I think you've reviewed that one. It's, I, it's funny to think about the fact that I don't know all – you know, I, you guys are probably in the similar boat because you guys have done more reviews than me. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Ty can remember. I, there's yeah, movies that not, I just – I can't remember. We didn't, we didn't review 13 Dead Men yet. 
Right, that's what you haven't done yet. I feel yeah. like I might have done that one. I've got I'll have to take a look block it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> that could be too. I've done over 30 Llamas films, and so, yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, he's one. Of, he's in the 30 Club on, on, on the Directed Video Connoisseur. He's, a, he's in the Hall of Fame as well. So, um, this is almost like a Llamas episode now. <laughs> right, I know. We're, <laughs> we're, uh, yeah. we're talking about PM, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he was never in a PM. To, sure if we was. can maybe tie this together. Oh, he was? CIA, CIA movies, right? Oh yes, right. Yes. OJ Simpson with OJ, right? Yeah, it, it's funny because yeah, oh, Art Camacho directed this. Yeah, yes. so I believe I did do this one. Yes. Did you like? So it? we can tie that together. We can go right into PM from that perfect. because yeah, perfect. Yeah. And talk yeah. about a segue. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, it's funny because um um I was talking I was going to talk about some you know before we get into the PM Entertainment thing talk about a couple additional resources people can look to um about. PM Entertainment. And one of the interesting ones, I found this article when I was looking them up on Wikipedia uh, called uh, – it, it was an article um, by this, this online magazine called Hope and Fears. Oh, and I, saw, I read that, yeah. Did you read that, the oral history of, of yeah. Uh, PM Entertainment? Yeah. Uh, that's really fantastic. And one thing that's got a great about that is that it, it has um, uh, Kathleen Kinmont. Does um she actually did talk about the sex scene and um was it Art of Dying? Art of Dying, yeah. yeah she talked about we yeah. in the milk and everything. Um, <laughs> she talked about that a little bit, but um it's funny that you mentioned because yeah, she was talking about doing movies with them and of course, yeah, CIA I think was one of the ones that she did. CIA too was directed by Lamas. Yeah, that's right. Um, one of them had Alex Cord, right? I think the first the one. First one did, yeah. Yeah, which was that was one of those ones. I think Alex Cord, right? He was the baddie, and he right, he was the one, right? He, like one of the guys on his team, like screwed up and he cut his eye out. In CIA, CIA one. I thought so. One of those two. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking of a different movie. Um, I'm, I'm, I know Alex Cord was the co-star of Airwolf. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Let's see, I get Alex Cord mixed up with Robert Culp, so I'm having a little trouble here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's easy to do as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. At, at CIA, I mean, you know, yeah. I think with PM Entertainment, I think they kind of got everybody. It was, you know, um, but that article. I think I'm glad that you guys you you read that as well because I think that's something people should, you know, after you know hearing this that's one place to go to check out because it's really cool kind of how they get into you know how all that started and, and and all of that um another place too was um uh speaking of uh exploding helicopter uh when um when i was with will um one of his previous podcasts he had on uh chris kavinsky i think it is from bulletproof action and oh, nice yeah, and they talked about when they talked about t-force um he mentioned um, bulletproof <laughs> action actually has a list of their own uh PM entertainments that they they really enjoyed. So that's another place people should go after this. That's a, a, you know another great uh, yeah Chris Kavinsky. He um he talked about you know he he seemed to have a good a good grasp of the history of of, of them and he talked you know they have a list up that's that's, that's really cool. It'll be interesting to see because uh, uh, yeah I think they they had a couple things a little bit higher than I think we're going to have them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to kind of see as as we go through uh, how, how those go. Um, well, let's see. What's your what's the top yeah. five? Well, so yeah, so before oh, and I looked, I looked at my blog, I found thirteen dead men, so I did review oh, that. Did one. review that? <laughs> yeah. Did you like? I hope you liked it. I said, uh, <laughs> but overall a disappointment. So that's um, like, okay, yeah. I'll, we'll yeah. keep that in mind. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah, um, but um, but yeah, so um, you know, I'm looking into kind of the history of PM Entertainment. You know, um, it's I I don't know about you guys. I did, um, I I saw a lot of their movies through like. Maybe not HBO because my parents didn't have that when I was growing up, but definitely like on cable TV. Um, and whenever I saw PM Entertainment, I thought that meant like 
stuff that you watch in the evening, like it's just kind of like, <laughs> right? And I, I didn't realize that it was Pepin and, and Murphy, um, the two guys that ran the company. That's why they came up with PM Entertainment. Um, but uh, you know, one of the things that I noticed when I was watching a lot of these movies was that there seemed to be, especially in the later 90s, this theme of like, the world is just full of lawlessness and violence and it takes, you know, the, 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 the criminal justice system has let everybody down. And that's why you need this person to go outside the criminal justice system to, you know, take on the bad guys. Uh, and it seemed like that, that one came up a lot. I mean, you know, the sweeper, it was, uh, I think, you know, since we're getting into it, no spoilers, but that's on our list is the yeah, sweeper. Perfect. Yeah. Mine too. Um, you know, zero tolerance had that, that, oh, yep. um, that's on ours. yeah. And, 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 you know, I don't know if you, you know, it's like, like when you watch them, a lot of times they start off with like, maybe like a, a radio talk show or a TV yes. segment yeah. Yeah, talking about the violence and how horrible yeah. everything is. Um, you know, with recoil, um, when I was watching that, uh, on the list, exactly. So that one's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, that opening scene where you've got these these bank robbers with body armor that you have to shoot them in the head, that actually happened in L.A. These two guys robbed a bank around that time, maybe a little bit before then, um, wearing body armor, and um, they actually it was a real violent. Um, robbery like they actually right. they, they the made tellers. a movie out of that they made a movie it was yeah. a 44 minutes with michael madsen yes yeah. yeah so so it it's you know so so they were pulling things from the headlines and uh, i thought maybe that was sort of like a, a an overall ethos that pm entertainment was going for but no reading that article about the the oral history it sounds like no it was more like places like hbo that were looking for content or the you know the video stores that were looking for action movies that really the the feedback they were getting is this is what people want they you know this is what people are looking for in their movies and that's what they were trying to give them as opposed to being like this is how we feel about the world and we're going to work this into all of our movies well i mean as we've said before you know what's good about dtv is they can work fast so either they can respond to something in the news way faster than a big studio movie could, or because they had to rely on their ideas more so than their budget, yeah, they would come up with stuff and they'd be ahead of the curve. Yeah. So it's got, it, it, one way or the other, you know, it's going to work out so that it either looks like they're taken from the headlines or they're before the headlines. Yeah, and, and that's what that oral history talked about was that they were pumping stuff out quickly. They were banging it out, and you know they were talking about doing like shooting like eleven pages of of, of, of you know script a day. Um, and yeah, so you can tell when you watch these, you can see. But I think also one of the things I like about them, and I think you guys might agree, is that even though you you know that these are being pumped out really quickly, it's almost like especially with the action, it's like especially with the really good ones. You get an initial action scene, and it just gets better from there. Oh, and I got a good example of that one. Yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. Last Man Standing. Oh, with with Wincott. Wincott, yes, the Wincott, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites for sure. He does that jump with the motorcycle while the car's exploding, all in the same frame. I went, whoa, that's awesome. Well, you're talking about delivering the goods to the audience. I think one of the things about PM is that it knows its audience and it it does seem to put a lot of time and care into the action scenes so they will deliver for us. And that quality, that that sense of that they really care comes through. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like they wanted to – and, and from what I read in this article, too, is that they, they wanted to keep pushing the envelope, that they wanted to keep um, showing what they could do mm-hmm. on a budget that was a lot less than what – I mean they, they were saying like some of the scenes that they did, they would see them in big budget movies and know that their budget was like the craft services budget on that right. big budget movie. You know? 
Yeah, and I, I, mean, I think it comes through in this. I think you, you can definitely, you know, we talk about the love, you know, having the love. Like, you, you almost see with them making it that they had it as well. You can tell almost yeah. in every frame. Like, you, they really care. Well, and, and to the point where they had a, some trademark stunts, like the car flipping and blowing up in the middle of the street. That's like a PM. They could almost have a little R with a circle around it next to that because <laughs> they pretty much did that, and they, they were so good at it. They did it in, I don't know, 10-plus movies. Yeah, and I, and you, you just wait for it, like, yes, here it is again. <laughs> well, and it was always interesting to see how they were going to make it bigger, you know? Like, okay, so this movie was just like a, you know, like a, a, a Ford LTD or whatever that's doing the flipping. You know, next movie, it's a, it's a, a, a bus, you know? Or yeah, a, it's right. a bus. Like, yeah, it was always going to be something I mean, I mean, if you think about just like the physics of that, just the logistics of that, <laughs> of flipping or blowing up a bus, like that's, that probably took so much work, but it's only on screen for, what, less than a minute? Right. And, 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 you know, it was like a whole thing together where you've got, you know, directors, cinematographers, everybody on the same page because, you know, you only got one bus. And so, you know, because with their budget, you know, they only got (laughs) right. They can't screw it up. But I think in that article, which is very lengthy and people should read it, but I believe and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the same pyro people, like the people, you know, behind all the explosions. There's only so many of them in Hollywood, and those, some of those same guys worked on the big-budget Hollywood yeah. products, but they also worked on the PM movies. And so yeah. they had those same pyro like, technicians, but they you know, they worked for PM as well. And so they that's why maybe – it's not quite to that Hollywood theater-ready level, but it's very close. Yeah, you make a good point because I think when it comes to those guys being contracted to do that work, they probably weren't getting paid huge amounts of money the way that like an actor uh, that's on the star or the director or you know whoever else would get paid. So they're getting paid you know whatever their rate is, and and so they they needed more work. They you know they they needed to do stuff in between. And probably also too they're only on the set for a short period, right? They're just doing the, the few explosion scenes that day, and then they're done with work. So they probably have other time. Um, so they were there <laughs> to be recruited to do these kinds of scenes. Well, and, and they're like the unsung heroes of these movies. Like we, no one, including even us, the super fans, we, even we don't really know their names. You know their but, names. It was a Spiro, right? Oh well, the Spiro's Rosado, so he was a yeah, stuntman. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, 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 the pyro people, what's interesting about – which is one, another reason why I hate CGI explosions because then you're putting these artisans, really these technicians out of work. Yeah. 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 And that's a good point too. I mean yes, they're more dangerous. They're more pricey to do them in real. But you're right. Like all of these 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 workers are, are not getting work because there's – you know now that they're, they're blowing up the helicopter using CGI instead of actually using practical effects. and or um, fun yeah, model and they, or miniature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, and like I said, it comes across. I think that comes across. And, you know, before you're saying, well, yeah, they're, they're not like an actor. They're not in front of the camera, you know, and they're not going to be paid accordingly. But in the world of PM, it's almost like the explosions and the action and the blow ups and the shooting. That's almost like a character in yeah. and of itself, you know? Yeah, for sure. It was it was such a hallmark of the movies. And you're just you, you could expect that that whatever you were seeing in the beginning, it was going to get better. As it went on, for the most part, right? If, if the movie worked, that was how it was going to work. But that that escalation is what is makes for addictive watching. Yeah. You know, if, if, if the fact that they're going up and up and up that the ladder, it, it keeps you watching. It keeps your eyes glued to that screen. You know, if you if you know if they weren't doing that and they were just wimping out, you wouldn't care. You know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, why don't we oh, yeah. get into to your yeah, list? There we go. Um, yeah, so you guys start with the list, and like I said, if it's one that's on my list, I'll kind of we'll kind of get into it together, and if you know, we'll kind of go from there. All right, All right well, Ty, you got the list. Go for it. 
I think the number, well, like number five would probably be hmm, Hologram Man. Oh, yes. And I just watched that recently for the first time. Ty had reviewed that before I was really writing the reviews for the site, and Ty had done that. So I just watched it like a couple weeks ago for the first time, and <laughs> I, I was very impressed. I think that's that's top-tier PM. If, if no one out there has seen that, that is a must-watch. Yeah, yeah, complete agreement. I just rewatched it recently. Nice. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's got kind of everything that you want out of a director. Yes. I mean, first off, Evan Lurie, I think he co-writes it. Um, that whole, like, Slash Gallagher thing, yes, don't yes. Norman. Yeah, um, you know, just fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the, it, it has that idea, too, of, like, okay, in the future, we don't know what to do with crime, so we're going to turn these people into holograms, which we don't know, you know, like, how that's a, a punishment for people, but I guess that works. Like they, they keep them in, right? in, <laughs> they keep them in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, 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 but the action, you're right. It's like, it starts off right off the bat. Um, yeah. You know, uh, John Amos, I mean, I'm sorry, um, yeah, John Amos and, and, and Joe Lara. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden some car from a Serio H. Santiago movie comes flying in with spikes. <laughs> I, I Maybe some bikers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like all over the place, and it, but, it, but it was all amazing. Like, all of it worked. And I, I think, yeah, for me, that's one that it... Yes, the idea of the hologram man thing and the whatever it was, like the the foam or, so, or they, they had like some kind of like putty or something that was supposed to enhance their their hologramness. Um, you know, because well, you know Wesley Snipes or uh, Simon Phoenix was you know in cryogenic stasis right, for about exactly. five hundred years. Yes, right, right. <laughs> John Slotin also. Right. And right. then, <laughs> and yeah, thank you for that. But uh, <laughs> but but if you look at it, and I've mentioned this to Ty before, but um, if you just look at the title, you know, you have Hologram Man, and then if you look at what came before, we have Demolition Man and yes. the Lawnmower Man. Right. So obviously, it's going to be called hologram man because it kind of follows that pattern of demolition man and lawnmower man yeah it, another thing about this that i notice is I and mean, we'll probably be talking about more about these with pm movies but you know joe lara is a guy that yes he had you know martial arts skills but we talked about how he kind of just looks like a, a male model with his big long hair and his and like dreamy head, eyes kind of and, <laughs> that's what i always think yeah, yeah. And was, from his acting ability it never really worked because you were like how am i supposed to to root for this guy but hologram man made him work they yes you know he, he, had a beard. With, he was more grizzled he was more grizzly. He starts off as a rookie with, with you know, this like sort of doughy-eyed rookie with with, yeah. with John Amos, and he becomes a little bit more grizzled. Like it, it the, PM could make these guys work. We're gonna talk about C. Thomas Howell, I think, in a little bit as well. Yeah. But, you know, and so that's another thing too is like Joe Lara is someone that, you know, like we talked about with Fabio and stuff like that. Like you know, he he, he had the skills. He was you know he could, he, he had the martial arts skills. So he he maybe should have been a bigger star, but that look was just so like '90s male model. Like you know, just just. You know, not something that, that really, you know, screams action hero. But this movie made it like you want to see Joe Lara kick ass. Um, and, and and that was a big thing for me, too, that I was rooting for – that I found myself rooting for Joe Lara. Well, yeah, and I think once he oh, was – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ty. All right. I'll go ahead. Um, well, when I talked to – if you listen to our, one of our last podcasts, I mentioned that I met Cecilia Doran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She worked in Hologram Man. She's like, yeah, Joe Lara is trying to be like Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have an autographed copy of an Hologram autographed Man. copy of Hologram Man from it's Cecilia. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's so. She amazing. laughed. I don't know if you, you probably heard what we said, yeah. but yeah, she laughed. Like, why do you have this? <laughs> <laughs> but she wasn't ashamed. I mean, no, she wasn't know. ashamed. She laughed. Yeah. But well, I was gonna say is when uh, Joe Lara was cast as Tarzan. I think that's very good casting. I think he can play a good Tarzan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. The hair, 
perfect. So so Hologram Man is your fifth best. And um, I might have had it a little bit higher on my list, but I think I definitely see it there where, where you guys have it. And and I would say if there's beginners out there, like if there's people out there who's never watched a PM, I do think Hologram Man is a basically a perfect place to start. Yeah. And another good one to start with would be, I guess, it would be Last Man Standing, which you already kind of talked about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's that's just an excellent movie from start yeah. to finish. Completely entertaining. You get sucked in I to the story. Yeah. I watched yeah, it recently. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's Wincott at his best. The stunts are fantastic. And it, it, this movie just delivers the goods. It has a good cop drama. And it really – talk about a movie that has everything – out of the sci-fi realm, which you know is really where Hologram Man is, and this is more like the cop drama realm. This delivers. Yeah, and and they did a lot of those cop. I mean, I think you know what you're talking about. Like this is a good introduction for PM Entertainment people, but also anybody who's not familiar with Wincott's work. This is yes. a, a really oh, great starter start. for him too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mission I couldn't imagine Justice. a better one. Yeah. yeah Mission of Justice, Martial yeah. Law Two. Law Two yeah, are, are also good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's kind of one of the things I, I, I don't remember. If this is the one where I joked. Yeah, so I did, I did, um, Last Man Standing, right after I did Cyborg Cop with David Bradley, where David Bradley's wearing a fanny pack. Um, Classic fanny. Classic fanny. Exactly. I did this, this, this joke about how what it would be like if somebody making a movie tried to get Jeff Wincott to do. Uh, you know, it's like you know, you can see the wardrobe guy coming up and be like, um, Mr. Wincott, I. I I have your fanny pack, you know, you just kind of <laughs> the eyebrow, take the drag off his cigarette, exhale. Um, the director told me you uh, needed to, you needed to put this on, you know, another drag, <laughs> and then just kind of a monotone, oh, nah, you know, and it's just like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not well, that. <laughs> well it, it would be a bit like getting, you know, like Clint Eastwood to wear a fanny pack. Like, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, this is definitely one of my favorite PMs as well. I think it's just, it, it's one of those just like high octane action ones. Yes. And, and it really fits that PM paradigm where it's just like the one guy against the world kind of thing that I think really works well for them. Yes, and it, and as a, just as a personal viewer, it, it floats my boat too because I think we're all sick and tired of the bureaucracy and of just, the politicians and all that. And I think that that that's a fantasy that we all have of just bursting through all the red tape. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this one's definitely for me. You know, now that you mentioned, because I think I had this one. I had Hologram Man above this one, mm-hmm. but kind of talking to you guys about it and just thinking about, you know, Jeff Wincott, I think, as a star, I like him better than either Evan Laurie or or Joe Lara. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, and th- this one spotlights him so well that I think it does fit definitely that, that high up for sure. Yes, and before we move on, I just want to say that Dale Apollo Cook also wore a fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. He was very like in all of his movies. Right, yeah. With like, Evan Lurie, actually. Right, yeah, uh, like, American Kickboxer was was that the movie? American Kickboxer yeah, too. He, he, he wears a he wears a fanny pack. He yeah. wears like a blue ill fitted shirt and a fanny pack. Dale and sweatpants. And sweatpants. Yeah. And that was my introduction to Lurie was American Kickboxer. Oh really? Like, this guy. Is <laughs> what what an introduction? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I gotta see this guy in everything, and yeah. he, he really is Lurie in everything. It just, it, I mean, that's what makes Hologram Man I think so good is that it's like the best of what you expect from Evan Laurie. Um, and he wrote it. He wrote the movie, but it's, he's perfect. at slash. Gallery. He is perfect. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He's really good at slash Gallagher. I don't think he ever got an act- a better role than slash Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah. He had he a good role in operation Cobra. Yeah. Of Don, the dragon. Yeah. That was yeah. a good one too. Yeah. 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 Where's your, okay. All right. So yeah. So what's up No, So that was number four on your list. 
Yes. I think number three would hmm, let me think. Oh, okay. Zero tolerance. Yes. Oh man. So this one is, is probably right in the same place for mine. Um, yeah. Love this one. I, this is one I watched recently uh, last uh, week. Awesome. To kind of, yeah. yeah. Robert so, Patrick at his absolute. Another best. one man against the system. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Oh, there's one man army movies. Yes. I was telling that to Brett. Like, well, people like you know fluffy clouds. They feel relaxing. I need machine gun fire. And like, <laughs> everyone has anything that makes them feel relaxed you relaxed know? but yeah i have machine gun fire and punching <laughs> well that's because you're all man you know yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. um but yeah robert patrick who mm-hmm. you know i think people see him as sort of a hollywood actor but he did a lot of dtv and i think this is a fantastic role for him and also uh, miles o'keefe and titus welliver and of course, Mick Fleetwood. I was oh, Mick Fleetwood. It's like very PM Entertainment to to put Mick Fleetwood in a part that makes sense. <laughs> like he was, but also to kill him off before his 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 lack of acting ability could hurt the film. I guess it's we'll have to say the spoiler. He shoots Mick Fleetwood in the head at the casino, and then six thousand six thousand cars blow up in Las right. Vegas. Yes, it's like, I, it was a bit, and it's like, and, and it's like, I love Miles O'Keefe talking about it after with the other, which I think the other guy, the guy who played Manta or whatever that guy's name was, I think he does like commercials now. I think he's like bald. Is it Welliver? And, yeah. No, it's not, is it Welliver? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, he's Bosch. You know, now he's Bosch. That's oh, right. That's right. Yeah, so he does do other stuff, but um, yeah, I, I just love how, how Miles O'Keefe is freaking out on him. Like, this guy just walked into all the security. You know what that means? He's someone who has – what is it? Uh, he's, he's someone who doesn't care or something like that or something. <laughs> there's nothing to lose. That's, and that scares me. There's something, you know. And, um, and, and that's and what we as viewers want to see. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think with – you know, it, uh, it's like – oh, go, go, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I just want to say another great cliche that is like – no more mistakes to their hen- to the henchmen. You know? <laughs> yeah, we mentioned that a lot on the yeah. side. The no more mistakes moment where the bad guy's getting a little too close and a little too good. Like, right. This guy's getting too good. No more mistakes. And there's more mistakes. And there's always more. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> M.M. <laughs> Well, it's like, because remember, it was like the guy who was making jokes, who was with Manta, his like his second command, who was supposed to kill Robert Patrick. And of course, Robert Patrick knows that his limo that he's in is going to be blown up, which I don't think that's a spoiler alert, because if you're in a, watching a PM Entertainment movie, you know that cars are going to blow up if people are just sitting in them. So, um, yeah, so, so that's, you know, so we knew, uh, and, right, we knew Robert Patrick didn't maybe didn't know until he realized he was in a PM Entertainment movie. Then he realized, I got to get out of this car because it's going yeah, to blow up. He <laughs> shoots all those cars with his shotgun and it all blow yes. up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the time when we were talking about yesterday, you know, on The Simpsons when the leaf touches the bus and then the bus yeah. blows up. And <laughs> like, that he's obviously. better than the old bus and then they got the <laughs> leaf blowing up the bus. The teacher's well, I mean, episode. That leaf blowing up the bus is obviously taking place in the same universe as the PM world because right. things blow up at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and it's like. That that point where you know I think those guys the baddies go to like attack or they they try to like finish the job against Robert Patrick at his house and and he's like that's it I'm done and yeah. and for us when the PM Entertainment we, I mean there was some great action before that where it's like you know where they're down in Mexico with the car chase I remember that in the beginning yeah yeah and, and so you have good stuff there and then it's like the moment that kind of thing happens um you know when it happens in this it happens in recoil where it's like that that character's just like I've had it. For us, you know, it's almost like that Tiger Woods birdieing on the 18th green to win the Masters. <laughs> like, yes, pump, right? you, pump yeah. your, you pump your fist. Like, right. yes, well, yeah. I think that's what you call the yes moment. A yes moment. It's like, yeah. yes, now he's taking out the trash for good. Yeah. <laughs> 
and and it's almost like you you just you, you know and it and I kind of am okay with it if it you know it takes like a half hour for it to happen because it's just like once it happens you just you're like okay this character is unleashed and now yes. it's going to be a whole bunch of yeah, exactly. We just, like, let's see the explosions. Let's see the stuntmen in like blazers with ponytails shimmying <laughs> their death. Yeah, they're like, on thing. fire. Yeah. yeah, set on fire. I mean, it, 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 I, I, that's one thing about Zero Tolerance. I think is you, you have a really great cast. You know, you've got really great uh, actors that are that are in the movie with Robert Patrick, but. Yeah, they really build that moment up where Robert Patrick is you, – you, 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 you get the sense he's this guy who's really well-trained, who could do this kind of thing, but that he's more you – know, he's trying to be a family man. He's trying to do all this stuff, and then it's like you know, his family's dead. And you, know, you, you see scenes that you, you know were not really workshop well, like with the girl talking to him on the pl- – the little girl talking to him on the plane. And it's just kind of really creepy that a little girl's talking to an adult man that is not anywhere related to her or friendly with her and just like this – the whole thing is like really uncomfortable, but it's supposed to tell us like Robert Patrick is still thinking about his family that just died. Um, and, and I think maybe because of it's the movie sense, like they're worried that we're going to think like we're going to forget it, it's like not a big deal to him that his family was just killed, which it was. We know it was a big deal. Um, but you know, you get those kind of scenes, but you're really just kind of like you, we're watching those scenes knowing that those scenes are just getting us from action scene to action scene. And and they're just sort of like, yeah, because Patrick can pull it off. Yeah, that's the thing when you have a good actor like Robert Patrick who can who you you care about his plight because he makes you care. And 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 before the unleashed moment in a lot of other movies, a a character will put on what we call the revenge outfit. (laughs) Yeah. Or which usually consists of like a black jacket, um, cargo pants, uh, you know, (laughs) tactical clothing. And well, the best one was. uh, Jeremy Irons in uh, the fourth angel. He wears his revenge jacket. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Jeremy Irons. Well, see, I. Oh. oh, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, look, something just got out. Who cut LA out? Heat? Oh, there we go. Oh. Who cut out? Oh. oh, Brett, I think you cut out for a second there. Oh, oh, okay. That's right. You were talking about um. LA Heat. Uh, yes. Uh, well, because I was just Hilton saying how Jacobs. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, he, he puts on a revenge outfit, I believe, in, in that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's it's that moment in these, you know, with these PM Entertainment movies with the whole, like, you know, one guy against the world kind of thing. Um, You know, one of the things, too, I like with PM Entertainment, this one didn't really have that, is that there's that, that angry police chief who's, like, <laughs> telling them, that, like, you're, you're screwing this whole thing up. You're da-da-da. You're out there. Like, you know, yeah, I love and they that. Turn, yeah, they, they turn in their badge and they're like, that's all right, I'm not a cop anymore. And, and, and you know, it's just like, you know, another one of those. Slams his, his badge uh, down. Yeah. No, I love the turn in your badge and gun moment because that just means you're all the more unleashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what we no want. No rules. Yeah, yeah, we're exactly. not constrained by the system. Right, right, exactly. Right. So so that was number three, and I think that would be my number, you know, at least at least my number two or three. That one's one of my favorites as well, Zero Tolerance. Well, number two, we have Recoil. Oh, yes, yes. It's almost very similar to Zero Tolerance. It's just yeah. Gary Daniels getting revenge because his family passes away. Yeah. But don't want to give any spoilers. <laughs> he passed away. Yeah. So, yeah we got to have a reason to have revenge. So. And he gets re- he takes out so much trash. He does. This one for me is almost like if if PM Entertainment was doing Shakespeare, where it's like you know like this Bob <laughs> Boss guy whose whose son is is killed in let's say in a in a way that makes a lot of sense for him to have been killed. I mean he just like this idea that he was killed in cold blood by Daniels and these cops because you know just gonna give people an idea. The movie starts off with this huge pitched battle between bank robbers wearing body armor and a whole bunch of police officers who are getting shot up. People are dying all over the place. I mean you know Daniels finds a a girl in a car because the mom was shot. And, and killed you know i mean it's just 
violent and horrible. And they chase this kid down who's in a – was one of the robbers who's riding in a – Right, right, riding on a, on a motorcycle, throwing grenades at them, um, <laughs> shooting at them, doing all of these horrible things. And so they corner him in an area. They think he's about to pull a gun, so they they shoot him, which makes complete sense. They like like Justified. all of these right. These five cops almost died like thirty times in the first twenty minutes of this movie. They have a right to think that this guy is going to try to kill them again. Um, so he dies, and then the, it turns out the kid was a mob, the mob boss's youngest son. So he puts out a vendetta to kill all of these cops to get them, you know, to get his revenge. And of course, the one cop he tries to kill, Gary Daniels, survives, and then is, as we all know, is a force unleashed. On uh, unleashed. He, when he's in that party with the pool. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, uh, a great scene, pool scene. Oh, that is like, and, and what's what's great about that scene, I think too, is how it starts, where it's like. They've got guns, and then you know Gary Daniels loses his gun because he, you know he gets he gets taken out by one of the mob boss's other sons, and then the mob boss is yelling because it's a party. He's like, "No guns, no guns," <laughs> and it, it like creates a scenario for us to see Marsh, you know, yeah. Daniels' martial arts first, and then go into using more gun fu after. Well, and the entire and I, we're talking about if um, and not just having recoil, I don't know if we're allowed to cheat like this, but to have rage, riot, and recoil almost be on the same plane, which we call the three R's of PM, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's actually rage, <laughs> riot, and recoil. That's what they should be teaching kids in school. Yeah, forget um, those other things. Never heard of math. It's all about Daniels. Because yeah. um, I do think, yeah, rage, riot, and recoil, I would say, if we could almost do like a tie for second place, I would, I would maybe put those three just – they all seem to kind of go together almost as like a loose trilogy. I mean, I know that's not the intention, but Rage, Riot, and Recoil, I think, would be recommended titles for anyone out there who oh, hasn't seen them. Yeah, the beginning of PM. Like, you want yeah. to start. Yeah, I think especially, and, and similar to what we were talking about with Jeff Wincott, somebody who's not familiar with Gary Daniels, um, those are great places to start with him as well, I think, because they, you know, Rage, I think, maybe. Um, shows his martial arts ability a little bit more than um than than recoil where recoil he does some martial arts but also a lot of a lot of, of shooting and and, and and you know car chases and things like that but i think just like we were talking with Winko, i think anybody who's you know I, i'm trying to think of some other gary daniels great ones i mean blood moon was, is a great yeah, one blood moon. oh yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah uh what's what we just watched was it capital punishment capital was it? punishment yeah that was silly fun yeah. yeah, that one's it's on the sillier side, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> is that the uh, one where there's like a car that's like a it's like an LTD that's painted black that's supposed to be a police car or something uh, like that? And like the first hard scene. to remember. I mean, I remember he beat up some guy with, with a bunch of change, and that's he says, right. "Keep that's the right. change." That's right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hoping he would say, and he did. Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. So, so maybe there are some beyond PM for Gary Daniels that are a little bit better, but I think you 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 could do a lot worse than than Rage, Recoil, and Riot for for you know if you're not familiar with Gary Daniels and oh yeah, definitely Riot, and, and plus Riot. in Riot he teams up with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard yeah not Sugar Ray the singer I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I was gonna say Robinson but I think he's from like the 20s or something so it can't be him right no, um, no, yeah, but he Ray. does he does bring his like boxing style to the fight scenes. Yeah, like there's like a bar, bar fight. fight. He's yeah. he's doing like these body blows like a boxer would, and it's kind of interesting. Um, but I know there's that scene Ty that you like with all these guys on like motorbikes around yes. Gary Daniels. Yeah, and he he uses like a stick to like knock them all to off. The, them off. I uh, was pumping my fist on that one. Like, yeah, and in slow motion too, and they're on fire. 
Because right, okay. <laughs> Riot is almost like a Warriors kind of. Paradigm. Oh yeah, it's a good yeah. That's a good uh, comparison. Yeah, he, you know, like none of these are diehard paradigms. Like these are not no. like he's stuck in a room and he needs to get out. Like they're all kind of me against the world paradigms, but they're you know they're like a little bit different. I think you know Rage, right? That's the one where he. He, he he's given a drug or something, right? Like yeah, I just rewatched that. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get the drug, and then he it was that big mall fight scene at the end. But it's yes. always about the news of the day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like that mall fight scene because there's a video store in the mall. Yes. Yeah. And I always I like to see when there's a video store. There's also a video store in Fast Gun, but yeah, it's like, um, like K. Well, I think I'm making a KRS One video. But <laughs> well, yeah, it was like three letters. <laughs> but, uh, um, it's like it's an old-fashioned Western street. I mean, it's, it takes place in the modern day, just really quickly. But the the only difference, really, of this old-fashioned Western street is on this Western street, they have they now have a video store, which is kind of cool. But, a, but, yeah, I was just saying, in, in the in that mall scene, there's a video store, and I believe there are posters for other PM movies in the windows. Oh, which is awesome. I always love that kind of thing. Like I know Roger Corman does that a lot with his movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that is always really cool when they do that. And then you get jealous. Like, oh, I want that poster. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You want that? You want that VHS or DVD? Right. Well, that's true. The whole uh, thing, yeah. I think, with PM Entertainment, it's like the the, the VHS is like the big thing, right? Because it's like I know it's you guys with your your, your Instagram with tie tie action rocks. It's yeah. like yeah, every time you know seeing one of those VHSs is fantastic. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, um, um, but you know, with the the poster, it's like kind of like a next level kind of thing, right? Where it's like that's true. Yeah, like finding a poster in good shape on in the secondary market is like even harder than the the VHS. That's really hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have a PM poster. I'd love to get one no, for zero tolerance. Or... Yes, I know. Well, the thing I mean, they probably made them not obviously not for theatrical posters, so they're made for video stores. So I think people thought they were disposable, and I think a lot of people just like threw them out. Yeah, you know? like put them out in the window for a week at you know. Or your your local video store and say Tommy K's or one of these Well, that's what we had, but yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and then they uh, and then and then they're gone because people didn't collect them back then, so there's less of them, I believe. Right. No, you're absolutely right because it's like, yeah, why why did you need to keep them? And I mean, that's what you know with PM Entertainment. Part of the reason why they became you know so big is that they were they were filling space on these you know the video store shelves where so many you know there's so many video stores that were popping up in the in the 90s you know in the early 90s that they needed they needed content they needed movies. oh yeah and oh. you know people were going through the big budget things so quickly because some of them they'd already seen them in the theater and, and all of that so it was like okay we need to um you know we need we need more product and so yeah so pm entertainment came in and said here you go oh, we got here's some product. awesome products for you that's yeah, very most exactly. theatricals yeah. Well, that's true, and that, that is like the next level down. Like, if if you have seen like a if you're like an action fan, you've seen all the big Schwarzenegger and Stallone, and you're looking for something else. PM would be like the next place you next go. Level. Yeah. You know. Then you go. Yeah. yeah. Then you go to Leo Fong. <laughs> yeah. Then you go to AIP. AIP. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. And, and that was the thing is that you know these like also I think they you know I know I caught a lot of these through like HBO and, and cable when they you know they'd be on on those channels and you know that was another thing too for HBO they didn't have their own programming they didn't have their you know H, HBO I think I don't remember when Oz came out I think was that the first of their TV shows was I Oz think it was one of them yeah for yeah sure. that was like late well, I think the Sopranos might have well, been Oz one of their first, first. Yeah. was like oh, Oz was first oh okay yeah. yeah but I think that was like 99 98 99 so yeah. so so at that time you know 
HBO was like, we need we needed product to, to we needed films to kind of put in between the, the the ones the big budget ones we just got the rights to show. Uh, so they were they wanted this kind of stuff, and then now it's suddenly it's like, well, no, we'll just show reruns of Sopranos in that time spot. So they didn't really. Right. Make it's it's unfortunate because they should show them now. Yeah. Show them now. It's like because the old days we had the preview yeah. channel. They ever have the preview channel? Oh yeah. They had like yes. the scrolling guide. Mm-hmm. So they used to show trailers for Hologram Man. That's how I first heard about this. It's like Hologram Man, Galaxis. I think I'm on, yeah. on the uh, Video Store Memories episode. Yeah. But um, whoa, but, I gotta see those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, All right, sorry, lost my train of thought there. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry about talking about Galaxis. No, no, that's no. I was happy you were talking about Galaxis, and because um, I mean, you gotta watch something while you're watching for the, your scrolling channel to find out what's on. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I missed it. Oh, I missed right. it. No, I, I missed it. it. Yeah. I'm watching this Galaxis trailer and I missed what was going to be on. <laughs> well, exactly. It's very right. distracting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think we have a number one spot. We must agree of this one. I, I have a feeling we do. Yeah. What? So what is your number the one? Sweeper. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if it's my number one, but it's I think I, I think I might swap sweeper okay. and recoil on my list oh. uh, mm-hmm. for number one. But I. I love this movie. This is definitely – it's at least number two if it's not number one for me. I mean I can't well, I can talk about the sweeper all day. I've seen it at least four or five times. <laughs> well, I mean see Thomas Howell like you've never seen him before and at his best. He has that greasy hair and hat. He's shooting at people. and <laughs> There's that amazing stun where he's on the roof. Yes, yes. yes. The beginning of the movie. Uh, just, yeah. He's chasing that guy on foot. Um, he like hangs the guy. I don't spoiler. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's it's also it's PM Entertainment, right? So, it's like <laughs> you, you know, but but actually, you're right because you wouldn't have expected that from PM Entertainment. Usually, it's like usually the scene is instead of him hanging the guy, right? He brings you know he kind of like the guy's all beaten up and everything, and he brings them into the to the police station, and it's like, oh, you got another one, you know? I can't remember what his character name was, but you know, you 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 you've uh, you know, oh, you're beating up another guy. You're you're out of control. Um, but, yeah. But it You're was out of control, of the... Mark Goddard. <laughs> Mark Goddard. Right. Oh, that was good. That's right, Goddard. That's right. Um, right. The, the whole thing with this was that he was part of something called Justice Incorporated, which I don't know yeah. if you can buy stocks in Justice Incorporated. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. It's but... publicly traded. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the they rang where... the bell. Right. Uh, <laughs> Wall Street. Well, I think their, their IPO did better than Facebook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But the the idea, right, is that if you kill nine people in the line of duty, if you kill nine baddies in the line of duty, you get invited to this Justice Incorporated where you get paid much more handsomely than a cop would, and you essentially <laughs> perform hits on baddies that are sort of untouchable by the law, right? They can't be busted by the law. What a system. I want to be part of that, I want to be part of that well, group. I, mean, I haven't killed nine people yet. <laughs> well, it's, it's almost like, you know, I, was it this, the Dirty Harry's in Magnum Force yeah. where there's like an underground uh, sort of cop system, like the Star Chamber. That's the worst example. Um, and but then later on, Dexter was doing that kind of thing. Like when if you watch Dexter, you know, when the baddies would slip through the hands of the law, then Dexter would go after him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I think about about Sweeper, I mean, there's a few things that stood out for me. Uh, mm-hmm. One is Ed Lauder, like how they use him perfectly in this movie. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's like kind of the, the villain. Yeah, yeah. and, and you think of Ed Lauder is just always, I don't want to say throwaway, but he's this, this, this character actor that we would just see in everything in the 70s and 80s. And it was always kind of a... Um, 
I don't know, unremarkable thing with him. You know, like you knew he could act, you knew he could do stuff, but I mean, it, it, it takes PM Entertainment. There's something about the way that they did things where they they made it was like perfect casting to have Ed Lauder play this it's, part. It's perfect. It's really the only person who could play the part. Yeah. Well, they, they did give people a chance. You know what I mean? I think they really believed in their actors, and um, they it. it because it was like a B-level Hollywood, they were more than willing to give the character actors like that their due and their time in the sun. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, the movie starts off with a really great car chase where Jeff Fahey, who's playing oh. um, his dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dale Goddard. Dale Goddard, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> a fantastic car chase there. Where you've got, you know, oh, motorcycle here. wheelies and people, you know, he's like, you know, uh, Jeff Fahey's chasing after him in a motorcycle. Well, the the, the, the baddie has his apparently cops bring their their teenage sons along while they're on their feet. Them, <laughs> I remember really that. I, I watched it last year for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, but, you know, I think they're trying to say they eat, live and breathe. Right. police work like you know like another cliche and obviously when we say cliche we don't mean that in a negative way something you always see was like my dad was a cop my grandfather was a cop it, which that line is in lots and lots and lots of movies mm-hmm. i think that's what they were trying to get across yeah they were they were giving us that sense and i think um you know that 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 initial car chase like that is i would say most action movies that car chase would have happened at like the the 45 or 50 minute mark and that would have been the cornerstone of their movie would have been that initial car chase on the waterfront there with the the motorcycle and people being flipped over the cars and and all of that and then you get what might be one of the best car chases ever with the oxygen tanks when he's chasing yes. that guy um and, i think of that yeah and i mean yeah I mean, you, like, he's like balancing. He, well, so, so it's like what? Like so, so the guy he's chasing this guy, and the guy sees a car, a, a truck driving by with oxygen tanks, and he like shoots a belt or something, right? So that the 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 oxygen tanks start falling off, and then he starts shooting the oxygen tanks. So they're exploding. Things are blowing up everywhere. While C. Thomas Howell's character, Mark Gardner, is having to like kind of navigate all. Yeah, of that's this. amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing stunt. Yeah, and you're thinking like, how can this get better? So then you get, you get the – see Thomas Howell's character. You know, he drives up next to the truck with the oxygen tanks, <laughs> get, pulls one and kind of like – like kind of edges it out so that it lands on the front of his car. So it's on the hood. I and remember just, that, yeah. He just speeds up really fast, gets to the very – to the trunk of the car in front of him, stops short so the thing goes flying into the car, and he blows it up. So so then you're thinking so, – so this should be the cornerstone of any action movie, right? <laughs> So, so we've already had two cornerstone sh- uh, like chase scenes. So now I'm thinking, like, well, how is the third chase scene that, that ends the movie going to be better than that? Oh, well, let's bring in a prop plane and let's just, you know, like, let's have this plan lane on the freeway in California. And and I mean, and, and of course, like, it's very C. Thomas Howell where he like he drives underneath that oil tanker thing and it cuts off the top of his car and he's like, it's a it's a convertible now or something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you're like, okay, you're reminding me you're C. Thomas Howell, but I'm still excited by this huge action scene that is just all over the place and it's like so so then the one that you know, that they wrap up with you're thinking like this is a big budget style action sequence i mean all three of them really are big budget style um you know any movie that you watch that had any one of those in it would be you'd be thinking how amazing this movie is that they did that the, the fact that this movie had all three of them and it was a sweeper with with, with c thomas howe is just astounding to me 
Well, yeah, because if you think back to the French Connection, you know, everyone talked about the French Connection car chase. And that was, you know, what people talked about from that movie, the big car chase in French Connection. And, but that was it. Like, right. it, it, it is. And then not to, you know, that's foundational to the action genre, but that was it for that movie, The French Connection, or Bullet. But then the Sweeper kind of does that three plus times. You know, instead of just that one big set piece, there's multiple set pieces. And there's numerous shootouts. Everybody's, you know, getting, you know, blown up. and <laughs> Oh, yes. I mean, flaming guys falling out of buildings. I, I mean, love that. Yeah. I just, it was, it was like, yeah, it was nonstop. I mean, this is definitely for me. I, I, I think the only reason why recoil is a little bit higher for me is I, I think the mm-hmm. Gary Daniels martial arts factor. But, you know, talking right. about it with, with, with you guys here about just how much the sweeper did in its movie for, uh, you know, again, a, a low budget PM entertainment. I mean, I guess like when I think about recoil, I mean, there was that, that huge chase scene where like he is, what is, when they, they, they were like, he was um trying to shoot the guys in limo, right? Oh, that's a great bit where, he, yes. where the limo, you know, uh, cuts in half. Right. Yes. And and like there's that huge explosion where I mean the, the cinematography on that where they catch Daniels's character kind of flying forward off yeah. the ridge while the explosion crazy. happens. I mean that was just another just completely inspiring, just so amazing. And again, like something you if you see it in like if you saw that in like you know, I don't know, uh, Lethal Weapon or something like that, you'd be like, oh, that's amazing. It would be, you know, it would make all people's lists about best chase scenes and stuff for all time. But because it's uh, yeah. entertainment, people don't know it as well as they should. I know, sad. it's a real shame. And that's because people didn't see these on the big screen. Like, if PM had a chance to be in theaters, I, I think that would change a lot. Like, to see these things on, like it, with an audience on the big screen, I, I really think people would talk more about PM. Um, now, one thing I want to do, like, since we've kind of gone through our list, um, I, I want to yeah. do, do a couple honorable mentions really quickly. Oh, yeah. One for me, sure. um, T-Force did not make yes. my top five. Um, and, and I think I really <laughs> love that one. The only reason why I didn't make my top five is that I think the, the paradigm where you've got these robot guys, instead of where the more the, – the, 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 the usual PM10 entertainment is where you've got like this sort of this vast army of baddies that it's almost like against impossible odds. And yeah, I think, goons. Yeah. I love a good, you know, a good goon army. To... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other thing I think is because it was almost like with T-Force, the action scenes sort of went, didn't go progressively better. It's like, you've got that initial scene where Vernon Wells takes over the, the big building and, and that's really fantastic. And, and I, the thing I actually love is that Evan Lurie's character is in trouble for blowing up a helicopter with people in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's almost like him saying like, I'm in a PM entertainment movie. Like, why, what do you want from me? Right? <laughs> what, what, what do you think <laughs> I was going to do? <laughs> right, why are you going to shut me down for this? I'm, in, I'm living in a PM entertainment movie. But, um, you know, then there's the, the, the scene where they raid the police station, which is really, which is nice, but it's not quite as good as that one. And then the end scene where it's sort of, you know, Jack Scalia and his robot partner against Malibu and Evan Lurie, that one doesn't quite, it's almost like, unlike mo- what we were talking about with these other PM entertainment ones that really worked, where it was like, great action building on great action it was almost like for them it kind of went in the opposite direction even though they were great scenes it's almost like if it went in the reverse and it was like they did the vernon wells thing at the end um you know that kind of thing i I don't know but that that's that's one reason why that one didn't make my top five even though it's really fantastic well i can see why it would it's a good honorable mention um but what's interesting is oh well i I was thinking of two things one is just to talk about the flip side of the sweeper and showing the range of c thomas howell where he was it was also a pm movie where he was more like a film noir-esque movie called the big sweat Mm -hmm. no i'm sorry that is the big fall 
The big fall. Sorry. Sorry. But that, but that's also PM. Also see Thomas Howell, but couldn't be any more different from the sweeper. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very understated. It's very, like I said, very influenced by film noir. So I just wanted to throw that in to show that not only did PM have range, see Thomas Howell also had range when it comes to his, his PM, the PM era of his career. But I did want to also mention, um, uh, when Jeff Speakman and William Shatner teamed oh, up. Yes. That's a good one. Land of the Free. Land of the Free. Yes. Great one. That's a good yeah. honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. And one other honorable mention I had was um, Living to Die. Um, with, yes. Um, wings. wings. Any of his wings. Any wings. Uh, <laughs> Asher Browner. They're great. Yes. I, I, the, the smooth jazz score was hilarious. <laughs> yes. It made me want to watch the Weather Channel, which I thought was great. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, again, it was very noirish, uh, film noirish, and it was like a different feel from other PM entertainments, like you said. I mean, you still get shootouts. You still get, you know, like car chases and things like that. But it wasn't you – know, it was very different from that. And, um, you know, I think for people listening, I think – you know, if they're trying to get into PM Entertainment, the ones that we listed are, are much more like on the high octane action. And I think they're a little bit more accessible, whereas like you've really got to be a Wings fan to, to enjoy Living to Die or something like that. Well, that's I mean, because Wings did. Uh, he worked with PM over the course of many movies, like with yeah. Art of Dying and um, Cold Fire, uh, Cold Fire, a lot of them. But um, yeah, so I think any of the Wings uh, output could also be like a uh, an honorable mention but I, are we including city lights in this because you know city lights was the pre pm company or? yeah that that's well that's a good point yeah did you have some from there that you were thinking about because yeah, yeah. um well i mean just because we recently we uh, reviewed um la crackdown and la crackdown 2 um oh, yeah yeah and um, and then they did horror movies like Hollowgate. Um, they kind of and uh, before they really found their niche, it's kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say those are must see movies, but if you want to see like the prehistory of PM to see how they evolved, I do think the City Lights era um, w- would be a good place to go. And also Dance or Die. <laughs> you gotta watch that one, Matt. Have you seen that one, Dance or Die? No, I haven't. I've been meeting. You gotta that. watch it. You gotta watch Dance or Die. Everyone that, listening to this should watch Dance or Die. It's amazing. That sounds it, amazing. I mean, I think it's on Amazon funny. Prime. Yeah. Okay, I gotta definitely check that out. That yeah, that sounds good. I mean, some of the other PM entertainments that I was thinking of too that we didn't mention. Um, the um the the Don the Dragon Wilson ones, especially like Ring of Fire. Um, some of those oh, ones are yeah. good. Oh for um, blood. Yeah, good. Yeah, blood for yeah. Those were yeah, blood for blood. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, out oh, for, for blood. Out for blood. Yeah, with um, is that one with James Liu? I and they call him Karate Man. Is that where he's Karate Man? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's a fantastic one. Um, the Cynthia Cynthia Rothrock did some as well with PM Entertainment. Um, that I I really really like. Yeah, Out for Blood. I'm just seeing that right now. Yeah. Um, I so 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 there were some other ones in there. Um, as well. But I I feel like I think the list that we have here. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, you can go to the, that, um, the, the bulletproof action when they have a slightly different list. Like they put, they put T force up higher than we had it. Hmm. Um, but I get part. that. I mean, I can see that because what's interesting about T force is it's a really interesting mixture of dumb action with like an intelligent, very smartly thought out plot. Yeah. I think because yeah. it, it, it's not just a bunch of meatheads like punching each other. There's something really going on in that movie about, yeah the nature of humanity and what it means to be human, I, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, that's a, an interesting thing, this idea, too, of like, you know, and, and it is kind of, I do think it's kind of funny that it's, it, that, you know, the thing that's going to get him shut down is the fact that he's blowing up a helicopter, because it's almost like, you know, like, yeah, the nature of being human, you know, the, uh, you know, sort of this existentialist, you know, crisis of like, you know, what, 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 what this means, but then also the fact that he's doing what everybody in a, a PM entertainment movie does. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but that, I think, is what the, the kind of, I'm not a really a conflict, but more like a mixture that that makes T Force interesting, and and why I think that's a, definitely a worthy uh, uh, totally. PM. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So I mean, definitely, I think there's. I mean, it's kind of funny that you guys you guys made your list of five, and it's almost identical to mine. I think. I mean, that's like pretty the, interesting, man. Uh, that is yeah. because but like i said pm is multifaceted like if we're talking about the high octane action i think both of our lists are the best yeah. of that but if you wanted to explore other areas of it like the land of the free type movies or yeah. um or um that movie dennis farina that um ty uh, oh, streets oh, crimes uh, is it street, street crimes, crimes. yeah, yeah street that's crimes really good yeah, it's, it, people, you know, Dennis Farina is really great in that movie, Street Crimes, and people might want to check that out, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so Dennis, you know, a lot of these actors, one thing to keep in mind for people that are looking at PM Entertainment is that these actors get used really well in these movies. So this isn't like a, a bait and switch kind of thing that you see with a lot of oh, TV yeah. films. Yeah, you know, like these are all now like I'm right. in it for a minute. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a really good point. I didn't even think of that. That's true. What you, what you get on the box is what you get. Yeah, and so you know, keep that in mind that if you see somebody on the cover, you know, if you see Sam Jones and you're not familiar with Sam Jones, know that you're probably going to see Sam Jones. Some of his best stuff is in, is in oh, PM Entertainment. Fist of and Honor. It, Fist of Honor. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you know, so that, that's probably a good thing. To, good, good point you mentioned. Like, if you like Dennis Farina and you haven't seen his PM Entertainment work, it's worth checking out because. You know, it's going to be he, – he's going to be in it. He's going to be used well. They, they they found a way – they knew how to use their actors really well, which I think is something that you don't always see from direct-to-video for sure. No, that's true, and also it helps to build trust with the audience. You know, you know it's not going to be some fly-by-night thing. It's, it's It helps to build up the fan base. You know, you'll get the best from the actors. You'll get the actors you actually see on the box for, you know, more than just a second, and that really helps to build up the, the whole fan base, I think. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good note to leave it on here. I think we oh, we we kind of got. I know we're, we're kind of like, <laughs> that flew by. I know, flew by. It's, amazing. it's it's amazing, and I think too, like you know, we could have gone on. I think we we could have done one episode. I think a piece on like the sweeper. Or, oh, oh. You know, no doubt about it. And maybe that's something to consider in the future. I think yeah. it's kind of cool now just to kind of do an overview of of what what worked for them, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, now, before we wrap up, um, did you guys want to you know mention to people where they can find you and um and what stuff you have going on? Uh, sure, Ty, sure. go for it. I mean, okay, we have uh, on Instagram. I'm, I guess I'm. I just live on there now. <laughs> <laughs> well, with your VHS pictures, you're, you're going yeah, wild. I put VHS pictures up on my Instagram every day. So today was beyond forgiveness. I don't know mm -hmm. if you saw that or not. Um, <clears throat> so that's Ty Action Rocks on Instagram, and then Ty Comeuppance on Twitter, and and Letterboxed. <laughs> I always forget about Letterboxd, where we have an upcoming right. review list, just like you, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a good thing, yeah, because I, I, I haven't, I, sh I should probably check your your upcoming reviews to kind of see, like, because also kind of, I, I think one of the things for me with there's there's so many movies out there and oh, no. the TV series <laughs> that sometimes I'll use like what you guys are doing or, or you know some of the other you know explosive action or mm -hmm. um, Mitch you know, whoever you know at, at Video Vacuum I'll be like oh okay maybe that's a movie I should check out kind of thing because it, it almost like there's so many that you know, know. It's, it's hard not to just go like okay if there's a big name in it I'll just watch that one you know it, it's so it, it's good to kind of 
yeah, get part of the fan community. You know, the right. fan community. We were helping each other out. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, this, and to add to yeah. some of the other stuff, or Dr. if you want to keep going, but there's also our the website, comeuppancereviews.net, and and our podcast, the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. Yeah, yeah, which is which is fantastic. I think if anybody, yes. you, you definitely subscribe on iTunes to that. I think what you guys do with you know, if you love direct to video action in particular, what you guys do with that with your with your episodes, the way you kind of you know group different categories of things together, and um, you know, or even just talking about a, a different actor, or, or you know, like we did when I was on when we did the, the VHS memories, um, I think it's, it's, it's a really great way to approach. Um, you know, it's a unique way because you guys, you know, coming out from a unique perspective of having done like over 1,200 reviews, and so you guys, yes. you know, it was a big reason why I wanted to have you guys on for this PM Entertainment one because I knew you guys had seen a bunch and you'd have a really good perspective. For for this kind of thing. Um, uh, that, I really appreciate does. that. I really, yeah, I really appreciate that. And also, I think we're very open about our love for PM. So, yeah. yeah. And having you love it, too. We have, you know, <laughs> great minds think alike. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I do think, yeah, anybody on Instagram, if you guys aren't following uh, Thai Action Rocks, um, yeah, the VHS is, because it's not just like you're just going through your collection, but you're getting, you know, I mean, these are older movies. These are ones from like the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, because I know some people, a lot of people do VHS stuff, but it's kind of, or they just kind of do, you know, collections. But you get, you got, you get some really good, I mean, you had a Death Wish one recently. Um, oh, Death Wish 4. Death yeah, Wish 4. I just found that too. So Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just so people know, these are all tapes from Ty's personal collection. Like, yeah, yeah. Personal collection. They're not like, you know, from like, you know, goodwill. I, these are in my collection. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or and, like taking from somewhere else. These are like pulled off your shelves. Yeah, these yeah. are my personal shelf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's, 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 it's really great. Cause sometimes it's like, I remember that movie cause I watched it or hey, maybe I even own it myself or, or it's like, um, like, I mean, you guys did, did a TC um, 2000. Um, you did the post for, for, for uh, you know, it's coming into 2020. I was going to do yeah. a post on myself, but I haven't gotten around to it yet, but it's like, Oh my God. Yes. You know, seeing that VHS box for that, it's like, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so, I found that Salvation Army, you know, just, they don't have much for for tapes, but I found that one. Yeah, you never know what you're going to find with those. And so, yeah, I think anybody on Instagram who likes that kind of, you know, that, you know, who has that kind of VHS nostalgia, your 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 Instagram is fantastic. But, yes, oh, definitely um, following you guys on Twitter, I think, is great. Um, um, you know, tie come up is because then you're going to get all the, the news about the blog like and the podcast. Oh, yeah. So I always will put them up there. So yeah, and, yeah I, and if there's new episodes, new reviews, we just try to keep people informed about that. Yeah. Usually so post the, every week. Yeah, and I try to re- re- retweet them if I oh, if thanks. I'm on on, on yeah, so so you can also catch Appreciate them on there. That. But yeah, definitely things that you got uh, people out there if you're not already. Which I have a feeling just based on like the likes that you guys are getting on the Instagram posts that probably I, I'm not telling anybody that's listening anything that they haven't already know. Like they oh but yeah, anybody thanks. Who has it. Thanks. So we appreciate that. Yeah, the thanks latest the episode. Actually, oh, sorry, Ty. No, I said thanks for the kind words. You know, oh, I yeah. Like, no, and I, I second that. And in the latest uh, podcast episode, we talk about blood movies. So we group the uh, our, everything that we talked about on the site that has, has the word blood uh, yeah. in the title. Blood for blood and yeah, blood the, uh, street. Did you get into Blood Moon at all on that one? We did. We did oh, Blood beautiful. Moon. Yeah, I, so 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 for anybody listening to this one who wants to get into more, oh, actually, I have a feeling that your because this one's not going to come out until the twenty first, so right. your next podcast might actually come out before um, before this one does. But either way, if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, you're looking for more Gary Daniels. Yeah, Blood Moon is like I think nice. another yeah fantastic I one love to start Blood with. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and I mean, there's nothing if not a lot of suggestions. I think on both of our podcasts for you know if people are looking for action movies to discover and and watch maybe for the first time we've never heard the titles. I I I think these overviews I think are very helpful to people. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, I always try to do that. Like, see, my problem is when I listen to podcasts, I'm usually like listening while I'm like either doing like administrative stuff at work or like cooking dinner or something or walking somewhere. So I don't have a pen and pencil handy, but I'm like, right. like pen and paper, like, oh, I should write some of these down, you know, the, the ones that I haven't seen yet or haven't considered yet. Like, cause that, yeah, they're, they're definitely like, you know, it, it kind of gives you a good overview of like ones you should want to check out, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, sort of keep the ball rolling. If you're someone who's, who's into this kind of movie and you've seen a lot already, you know, you can always go into like your streaming service and see, you know, wh- you know, what's available, like on a Roku or something like that. Do yeah, a bunch the- of these PM movies are on Amazon Prime in yeah. the U.S. Yeah, so, right. so we're checking out. And as I always say, there's always one more movie. Like there's, you'll never be in this position where you'll run out of movies because even if you've seen thousands of movies, there's always one more. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So maybe, maybe that's a good point to leave it on. I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm just going to quickly – oh, go ahead. No, I said great. Oh, excellent. I'm just going to quickly say, you know, remember, you can always check out Direct Video Connoisseur, um, dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. And, um, you know, I'm um, on, on Instagram at dtvconnoisseur and um, what else? Twitter, dtvconnoisseur. Kind of all everything dtvconnoisseur except for Facebook, which is Direct to Video Connoisseur. So, um, but everything else is there. But, yeah, thank you guys again for coming on. This oh, was a real oh, pleasure. Anytime. I enjoyed it. Anytime. Yeah, it was so much fun. Anything. All right, Devil. Well, maybe maybe in the future we'll do like a whole just a whole sweeper episode or something like that. Oh maybe yeah, sweeper. Or, focus on yeah, focus on yeah any PM movie or yeah or any movie you want. You know, well, we're, we're here, we're around. We're around. We'll happily do it. All right, excellent. <laughs> well, thank you guys again, and uh, everybody else. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon with another direct-to-video connoisseur podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.